1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like. You yell back at your radio. What are you oh,
3: talking about? Oh, 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 what
2: the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now. He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
4: Psych. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Sam Schmitz filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon. Man, oh man, if you were listening to The Fan right before this program began... Did we just witness some radio gold as Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson were broadcasting live from Canton, Ohio to celebrate Leroy Butler being inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Gold jacket ceremony tonight and the enshrinement will happen tomorrow. Also, make sure if you want more of you know the fan coverage from Canton, Ohio, well, Bart Winkler's got you covered tomorrow morning here on 1250 a.m. The Fan from 7 to 10. It's the Road to Canton show hosted by Bart Winkler in Canton, Ohio to celebrate pretty much Everything great about Leroy and his journey to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So if you guys want to call in, there'll be some great interviews that we'll play for you guys as well with Leroy Butler. So the Hall of Fame, the Road to Canton coverage here on 1250 AM, the fan does not stop. It'll go through 7 to seven to 10 AM tomorrow morning here on 1250 AM, the fan on your Odyssey app. But in the meantime, as I just mentioned, we witnessed, we witnessed some radio magic here in the last couple of hours via the Wendy's Big Show from Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler in Canton, Ohio. The guys were joined by Bob Harlan to start off the show. And then on top of that, during that interview, James Lofton, the former Hall of Famer and Packers wide receiver joined the program as well to talk to Bob Harlan while the guys were talking to him. And then on top of that, during the Bob Harlan interview that had James Lofton appear on it as well, our very own Leroy Butler also stopped by to thank Bob Harlan. And, you know, obviously, Bob, for to congratulate him and stuff like that. So we're going to bring all that to you guys within this hour before the Fan Afternoon Show begins with Kevin Holden. And by the way, myself, Sam Schmitz, being the producer for the Fan Afternoon Show, I do want to mention because we have a special guest joining us at the very top of the hour at 3 o'clock. Before we get into the Packers coverage that we just brought you guys on the Wendy's Big Show from Canton, Ohio, I do want to remind you guys that on the Fan Afternoon Show, we've we'll be joined by former Brewer, Jerry Augustine at 3 o'clock with Kevin Holden. So definitely want to stay tuned for that. Jerry Augustine will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the 1982 Brewers. We'll also get his thoughts on the Josh Hader trade as well. But in the meantime, as I mentioned, Sam Schmidt's filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. If you guys want to call in and you know share your memories about Leroy Butler, feel free as well. 414 677 1250. New phone number here at 1250 AM The Fan. 414 677 1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. I do want to bring you guys some of the great sound that we heard from the Wendy's Big Show today in Canton, Ohio. And let's start off with former Packers president and CEO Bob Harland, who joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson to start off the Wendy's Big Show. But in case you missed it, here is that interview. It started off with Bart Winkler asking Bob Harland about, you know, the timing that Leroy joined the Green Bay Packers during the 90s and how that really helped out the organization. Here's what Bob had to say.
5: Well, you know, I I think Leroy came in at a very interesting time. Uh, from 1968 to 1991, uh, we had a 24-year period where we just simply could not find a way to win. And Leroy, who drafted in 1990, came in for the final two years of that drought. In his first year in 1990, we finished 6 and 10. The next year, we go 4 and 12. And the middle of that 4 and 12 season is when we hired Ron Wolf and turned the football operation over to him and told our board of directors, and our executive committee that it was time for us to make a major change in our football operation, get one strong football person in, in the job, and put him in charge with total control and absolutely no interference. And I think if, you if Gary, you could have talked to Leroy or anybody at the end of that 1991 season and said, you know, in five years, you guys are going to be Super Bowl champions, they would have thought you were crazy. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened. Ron came in, he hired Mike Holman, made the trade for Brett Favre, signed Reggie White as a free agent, Leroy was already here and in place, and the franchise took off. We started winning immediately, and we did win that Super Bowl. So the thing I admired about Leroy and, and the group we just talked about, not only are they in the Hall of Fame now, but they, they were the cornerstone of this franchise. Not only in 1992 when they took over 30 years later, their impact is still being felt because of the great success they put into this franchise. And they brought character and dignity back to the Packers. We had lost that. And Leroy was a major part of that. And I I couldn't be happier for anybody to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame than I am for Leroy.
6: And if you talk about the history of the Green Bay Packers, you (laughs) talk about Brett Favre, and you talk a little bit about Reggie White, but Leroy has something different than those two. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. And I think if you look at the history of the Packers, not a lot of guys can say that. Now, back you know, in the 60s, you probably could, because guys didn't move around as much. But 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 Leroy Butler was drafted and developed by the Green Bay Packers. He didn't come from another team and only played for the Green Bay Packers.
5: Absolutely. He's one of the few people who did it in this day and age, as you know, Gary, who does stay with the same franchise. And, you had to love his tenacity and his personality. He had a great way of appealing to fans, and, and people loved him right from the start. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting with Ron Wolfe the day uh, Leroy did the Lambo leap for the first time. And to see him charge down that field and point into the stands, and nobody knew what was going to happen. And he jumps into the stands, and the thing that that hit me was, the reaction of the fans, they were thrilled to death to think that this great Packer player would reach out to them and almost show his appreciation to them for what they had meant to this franchise. And it's in our history books, and it's a major part of our history, in fact, what he did. And uh, the fact that he stayed his entire year with the Packers, I think you not only have to be thankful for that, you've got to appreciate it, and say how lucky we were to watch this man's career, because it was a magnificent career, and we've all waited for that reward to come, and now finally it is here.
6: Bob, I have a, I have a guest here uh, that's about to come on. If you can hold on one second. Uh, James Lofton, can you, Testing say, hi, one, can you two. say hi to
7: uh, Bob Harlan? Hey, Bob Harlan, how you doing? James, I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Are you, where are, where are you, up in Green Bay or in the UP? No,
5: I'm in Green Bay. Great. But, James, it's wonderful to talk to you. I'm glad you're there for Leroy.
7: Oh, it, it is fantastic. Just spent some time with him. He and Dave Robinson and I just took a picture, and I was telling mm-hmm. those guys, this takes you from the 60s to the 2000s. <laughs> just three guys standing here.
5: That's right. And three of the most important people in Packers history, by the way.
7: Well, and you're probably number four on that list then, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: I'm way, way down that list. No. Right? But it's, it's nice to hear from you, and I'm so glad you're there. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Gary, I just wanted to say, while well, James is here. Yes. There, there was the finest. I'll never forget the day we drafted James Lofton, the excitement in the draft room, and what a great, great contra- contributor to the Green Bay Packers he was for so many years. Great part of our history.
7: Well, and you know, what, when you mentioned history, I remember being worked out by the Packers. I was at Stanford track practice, and Al Tremel and um, Lou Carpenter came to work me out and work me out in Stanford Stadium. And you know, back then, I don't think college students were acu- acutely aware of how the NFL worked. So, getting to work out for in front of Lou Carpenter and then finding out that he was a former player and had played for Lombardi was so exciting to me.
5: Well, good. Well, James, it's wonderful to talk to you. I'm delighted you're there. And it's, it's, please give our regards to your family.
6: I certainly will. Bob, I have another guest here for you. i would like to talk to you real quick. Bob, this is Leroy Butler.
5: Mr. Butler. (laughs) You are my hero. You are my hero. Leroy. This
8: is breaking news, but you're in my speech. I, I, well, I'm so,
5: well I, I tell you what, I'm, so, I'm as happy for you this weekend as, as you've got to be for you and proud for yourself. Uh, your career was outstanding, Leroy. You're a wonderful person, a great salesman for the National Football League and the Green Bay Packers. And we need more people who have your character and your dignity. And What you meant to this franchise was huge. Once what you meant to the National Football League is huge, too. So you're finally in that spot that you deserve to be in, like could not be happier.
8: Bob, I love you and your wife. Y'all have done so much for me. I'm just so emotional because you just did everything for me. I remember my mom telling you, take care of my baby. You say, Ms. Butler, I definitely <laughs> will. I just love and respect you. And, yes, you are in my speech. Because I wouldn't do it any other way. People like you paved the way for me to play for just one team. Just one team. Well, uh, I just appreciate what you've done. I mean, thank you so much.
1: Well, now, why right, y'all got me you. doing this, Gary? I mean,
8: y'all wasn't <laughs> supposed to do me like this. They told me they had a surprise guest, but you didn't tell me you had the most platinum person <laughs> in Packer history. <laughs> Please tell your family, your kids, everybody. We love them. Your wife, everybody. And I'm here representing you. I'm here representing you.
5: Well, I will, and I I couldn't be prouder of you or happier for you. And my sincere, sincere congratulations to you on this great, great accomplishment. Well-deserved.
8: Thank you so much, Bob. I love you.
5: Love you too, Leroy.
6: Thank you, buddy. Please go to break. I can't take it no more. (laughs) Bob, can can you hang on through the break real quick?
5: I'll be happy to.
6: All right, hang on. We'll take a break. Play some, pay some bills. We'll come right back. Thank you. All right. We're live. We're live from Canton, Ohio. Don't get much better than that. Leroy headlight. Butler,
9: James Lofton, Gary Ellerson, and then my name's Bart Winkler. Bob Harlan's <laughs> on the phone. We'll be right back. Big Show Radio Network. And Bob Harlan's on the phone. And and Bob, one for you. I I just think that the connection that you know these guys still have with you how Leroy, sitting to my right here, can't compose a thought just because of how great it is. He did not know you were going to be here. He did not know you are going to talk to, uh, he was going to talk to you today, but just that effect that you've been able to have, and I think it's not just the Harlan to Butler relationship or the Lofton to Ellerson relationship. It's all these Packers, how once you're a Packer, you're forever a Packer.
5: Well, you know, Bart, it's the greatest story in sports as far as I'm concerned. The fact that it's owned by the fans and Started in, in Milwaukee and Green Bay and how it's growing through the years and what the respect the organization had. You know, when we were going through some of those tough times in the 70s and 80s, Bart, the fans used to call me and say, you know, Bob, we're, we're never going to win again. The, the Lombardi years, that's going to be the last great era in this franchise. We're never going to win another championship. And when Leroy and Reggie and Ron Wolf and Brett and everybody else came to town, in 92, and started to turn this situation around. uh, I couldn't have been happier or prouder of Ron and the players for what they did and how they did bring the respect back to this organization. And they put us back among the elite where we belonged. And one time I was at a league meeting and I had breakfast with Mike Brown, who is the president of the Cincinnati Bengals now. And Mike says, you know, when my dad, Paul Brown, was running the Cleveland Browns, In the 50s, if a player would make a bad mistake at practice, he'd say, if you don't shape up, I'm going to ship you to Green Bay. And I wanted to see that erased, that feeling erased in the 70s and 80s because people kept saying they would joke when Green Bay would play Tampa Bay and the Chicago radio out here and say, ah, the two Bays are playing today. That's an important game. And I got tired of hearing that. And I knew if we could find the right people to come in here take charge of this operation and totally have full authority that we didn't need to be made ridicule of. We could be very strong again. And Ron Wolf came in, he kept people, he drafted people, he made changes, wasn't afraid to make major changes. And people like Leroy restored this franchise to where it belongs and where we've now been for the last 30 years most people had a great deal to do with his success that lingers today.
6: And I would, mm-hmm. and I would agree with you, Bob. And I think if you look at the blueprint, you were there uh, in the early years on a on a judge pairing, saw how the, all that those relationships went, and then decided to make a change. But I still see once I'm here uh, with all these Hall of Famers, and you know, you have the Cowboys, you have the the Pittsburgh Steelers, <clears throat> but I, I I just don't know of any other. Really, organizations, if you talk about the Green Bay Packers, a very proud for organization, really thank you for what you've done. But when you see the Steelers players and the Packers players and the Cowboys, I, I just feel like the Packers, just our camaraderie, what we have for one another may not be measured, but I think it's, it, it stands the test of time.
5: Well, I think the alumni have been so loyal to this franchise. Yes. And I think it shows the love they had for the franchise when they were here. I always wanted to make sure that we treated all the players and the coaches with dignity and let them know how much we appreciated their efforts, how much we appreciated them being in Green Bay. And it, it, I was so bothered when we got bad publicity because I didn't think we deserved it. Right. And you're right. I, I, I'll never forget 1996 when we were on our way to the, uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, I was good friends with Joe Torrey, who was the manager of the New York Yankees at the time, and and the Yankees won the World Series that fall. I remember I talked to Joe, and I said, boy, Joe, what if the Yankees and the Packers could be world champions at the same time? And he agreed it would be a great story, and it happened. And I thought, you know, two of the most famous franchises in different sports, the two sports that have just great, great teams – And for the Green Bay Packers to be back on top was just enormous. And I think the feeling around the world was good for Little Green Bay. They've still got it. Even when our fans voted for us to redo the Lambeau Field, Brown County stepped forward once more. Our fans and our players are willing to do anything they can to make this franchise better. And that just doesn't happen every place in this world.
9: Former Packers president Bob Harlan with us. The Wendy's Big Show. Bart Winkler in for Sparky Gary Ellerson here, and Leroy Butler is mingling with other of his now contemporaries, uh, Hall of Famers here as we broadcast live downtown Canton. I was watching uh, former St. Louis Cardinal Matt Carpenter, who's played with the Cardinals for a long time, very prestigious program, but he's now with the Yankees, and I was watching an interview he did, and even though he was with them, he's like, "I'm putting on the jersey." that Babe Ruth put on. I'm putting on the jersey that Lou Gehrig put on. And I think that with the Packers, it's the same thing. It's been a relatively similar look. You have Hall of Famers all the way back to Curly Lambeau. What do you think it does for the current guys? Because it's not just any old brandish logo that's been out there for the last 10, 15 years. It's the Packers G that's been here forever. It's the Packers logo that's been here forever. How do you think that these current players what sense of championship level do they feel when they put on the jersey today do you think
5: well i'd like to give you two examples Bart, of of how i think the packers are looked at Uh, first of all when other teams come into lambeau field uh, before the game and they're out in the field practicing i'll see them looking up at the bowl and the names of the great people up there lombardi lambeau Starr, horning taylor lofton butler white and I think they're almost in awe. You know, look where I am. I'm in the Cathedral of Professional Football. And look what's going on here. And I remember when, when way back in the early 90s, when Ron Wolf brought Reggie White to town and was trying to sell him on coming to Green Bay, he said, I walked Reggie down the ramp onto the field. And I said, Reggie, look at the names on this bowl. Look at the history on this bowl. He says, you know, you can play anywhere. And be a great player. You're already a great player. But he says, you can come to Green Bay, play for the Packers, and you can be a legend. And I thought that described the organization so well. Like you say, Bart, you play for the Yankees. I took a tour of the old Yankee Stadium a few years ago. I was like a five-year-old kid. I was in awe. This is where Ruth played, Gary, and Mantle. And you come to Lambeau Field. For example, when we wanted to redo the stadium, we said, if we can redo Lambeau Field say the history and the tradition, say the Lombardi teams practiced and played here, the Holmgren teams practiced and played here, that we could say, you know, we're going to bring visitors to Green Bay and Brown County from literally around the world to see this great stadium. And I was correct. It it happens. It's still going on today. So the magnitude of what Green Bay means to the National Football League is wonderful. One more point I'd like to bring up quickly, Bart, is that when we were arguing with the finance committee in the league about being able to go out and sell stock in 2000 to pay for this new stadium, a lot of the owners couldn't couldn't figure out how we could sell stock and that didn't have any value to it. And Dan Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, stood up at the meeting and said, "Gentlemen, the Green Bay Packers are very important to the National Football League. I think we need to give the Packers our vote of confidence." and we got a unanimous vote. To me, that showed what people think about the National Football League, not only the fan base around the country, but the other owners and the other teams in the NFL. And I think Lambeau Field and Green Bay is the cathedral of professional football.
6: I'm going to hit you with this, Bob, and I hope this never happens, but you see now a lot of stadiums, Heinz Field just changed names. You see a lot of stadiums, naming rights and all that. <clears throat> I would venture to say that could never happen to Lambeau Field.
5: Gary, I pray you're right. Uh, right after we won the referendum in uh, in 2000, and it was a close vote, 53% to 47%. A lot of people didn't like the idea. Look what it's done for this franchise. But when we were going right after we finished that, There were a couple of anti-tax groups in town, and they came back with another referendum that said, we want you to pay more for this stadium than you're paying right now to build this new stadium that you want to build or redevelop it. They said, we want you to sell naming rights. And I told them, I said, we're not going to fight to save this stadium and then not fight to save the name Lambeau Field. And they took it to a referendum, and the referendum didn't have a prayer. No one ever called me to say they were interested in, in naming rights. No companies, big national companies could have called and jumped all over this. They never did because they knew how we felt about it. And I, I, I just I always get a kick when they're talking about games on television that are coming up next Sunday. They'll say, well, the Giants are going to be at Philadelphia, and, and Tampa Bay will be in Chicago. And Minnesota will be at Lambeau Field to play Green Bay. And it's the only stadium mentioned, and God help us if we don't ever lose that name because I I think Lambeau Field is as magic, the name is as magic as the stadium itself.
4: That was former Packers president and CEO Bob Harlan joining Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson earlier today from Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame ceremony to celebrate Leroy Butler being inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You also heard from... Former Packer and Hall of Famer James Lofton, as well as the man himself, the Roy Butler, was able to join Bob Harlan for a couple minutes to, you know, obviously thank him and congratulate him as well. But that's not the only interview from today of a couple former Packers joining the guys Bart Winkler and Gary Ellison earlier today from the Wendy's Big Show. No, 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 we have more content for you guys. If you might have missed it, coming up after the break, we'll hear from Santana Dotson and Gilbert Brown, the former Packers who joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellison, as well as Charles Woodson. We're we'll also here from later on in the hour. That's all on today's Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz in for C. Sparky fight for this afternoon.
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: It is Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM The Fan. Sam Schmitz in for Steve Sparky for this afternoon. couple minutes here before we begin the Fan Afternoon Show with Kevin Holden. Also a reminder... Starting out at the very top of the show at 3 o'clock, former Brewer Jerry Augustine joins Kevin Holden and myself to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the 1982 Brewers as well as talk about the Josh Hader trade. So once again, Augie, Jerry Augustine joining the show at 3 o'clock. But in the meantime, in the previous segment, you heard from former Packers president and CEO Bob Harlan joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson from Canton, Ohio today in order to congratulate Leroy Butler being inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The coverage continued later on. In the show earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, they were not joined by just Bob Harlan and James Lofton. Oh, no, no, no. There's more Packers that joined them later on, earlier in the morning. They were also joined by Leroy Butler's teammates, Santana Dodson and Gilbert Brown, the gravedigger. The former Packers joined the guys on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. We'll bring that coverage to here for you now. Also, in a couple minutes, we'll hear from Charles Woodson, who also joined Gary Allerson and Bart Winkler as well. That's on Sparky's Midday Madness. In the meantime, let's hear from Santana Dotson and Gilbert Brown, who were asked just how does it feel to know that Leroy Butler is getting inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame?
11: Nah, I think it's great. You yeah, know, Long overdue. Hard work pays off. So, you know, glad to see him go in and be able to celebrate it with him. Gil? Yeah.
6: You saying mm.
3: the speech? You out there, you going to put your suit on?
11: I'm shaking.
3: <laughs> Don't do that. I'm shaking, man. <laughs> God, dog, man. I, you know what, man? What? I get to spend time with my homeboy here. Yeah. I mean, I'm about to meet greatness. Yes. And uh, to put Leroy, I got him chilling with my son and my niece and everything, man. It's, it's just a, oh, man.
6: I have never seen uh, Leroy cry. We had him on this morning, and we couldn't even get him through the interview. Oh really? Yeah, he's been so you know how he is, just so joyful and all that. Mm-hmm. For the first time, I saw it finally hit that Joker, that because I mean you here at this hotel and then all the gold jackets are here, everybody's here, and it was it was a different Leroy that I have ever seen before in my life.
11: Yeah, I mean you know you start. You know, for, for what we did for the years we played, you know, it's all a numbers game. So right. you look at the numbers of guys that were privileged to do what we did. It's, a, it's roughly 26, 27,000 guys that ever played professional football. You know, then you take that, and there's only about 300 of those guys that are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. So the small percentage of guys that are able to do and get on the field and be the best of the best. And Gil and I were fortunate enough of those 300 guys we've played with. There's three of them, mm-hmm. two of them were on our side of the ball, but three of them, you know, uh, from Reggie to Leroy and Brett, you know, you know, we we were on the same team with three guys, yeah, I know. three of those 300 guys. Isn't so that it crazy? lets you know how special you are.
6: It really is uh, your defense. I don't think it get talked talked about enough. I mean, you, I thought one of the greatest defenses in, in NFL history. We hear about this doggone Chicago Bear defense and all that. Mm-hmm. But when you guys were doing it, that defense was the best there ever was for a number of years, Gilbert.
3: I think uh, you, you, you look at it, it's not about intimidation, but when you step on the field and we had an attitude at Lambeau Field, you do not come up and win at Lambeau Field, period. And we put it down like that. That's Detroit. How many times this boy came up there? You know what I'm saying? Ask Detroit. I told him we stopped them from, from that roar to meow. <laughs> They bite me out. So, I mean, the game has changed. But back when we played, it was men against men. Yeah. And you could hit the quarterback. Yeah.
6: Period. Uh, Santana, uh, Leroy talks about, and I don't, you can tell me if it's true or not, a story about I guess he's getting ready to blitz and then you stand <laughs> up and say, which one you coming in?
11: <laughs> Is that a true story or not? <laughs> There's some truth to every lie he tells. (laughs) You know, I'll put it like that. But it it is a true story. Uh, Like you talked about, I mean, we were predicated defensively through our defensive front. And Leroy was an outstanding blitzer, you know. um, And a lot of things he did was coming through either the A or B gap in football terms. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had the option of knowing of of, Mm – he and I had the option because I was a B gap player. Mm Mm-hmm of deciding which gap he was blitzing in. So there was some discussions of that and you know, we used to <laughs> joke about it a little bit and, and some you know the, the the offensive lineman had to pick up somebody, either mm-hmm. me or him. Right. So, you know, we would joke about it like I'm gonna tell offensive lineman you coming. <laughs> so make sure he pick you up and I can go get the sack.
6: <laughs> you know, I think much has been lost. I believe Fritz is also being honored this weekend too. As well he should. Right. And uh you you talk about his defense and how innovative he was within the defensive scheme that you guys were able to flourish in.
3: It's crazy because he got me, he had me dropping in the coverage. You know what I'm saying? I was dropping in yeah, the coverage. Yeah, but you
6: played fullback in high school. Nobody no, I, remember that. Know,
3: I was dropping back in the coverage, man, and I, I, my job is get out there and get them screens and all that stuff. He, We were we were role players that played the role well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody had a job to do, but when you put it all together, it's a team. Yeah. And a team that will whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. Can you say ass on radio?
11: You just did. Okay, you just did. Yeah, yeah. Fritch was definitely. He was a strategist, and he loved his defensive lineman. You know, and and back to that point again. Temptation to what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Resist the temptation, right? Right. right, right. (laughs) I
6: mean, you can use that in everyday life too. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Temptation. Yes. He he was. He he was. Uh. I mean. I mean, Mike Hongram it was, was the dad, mm-hmm. but Fritz was the stepdad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. how it was. He going to love his offense, but Frisch going to love his defense. And you know what amazed me about Fritz? Every practice he came down and started with the D-line. Every
11: practice. Yeah, he loved the D-line. Now, you know, did he have,
3: was he a position? Did he have a position or no?
11: He no. didn't have a position, but, you know, he said back in the day he was a D-line coach, so he mm-hmm. always, always favored hanging out with the big fellas. And uh, I, I just recall, like, you know, during the game, like anybody else, player to player, um, coach to player, there's a lot of cussing and frustration sure, on sure. that sideline. Right. And he as yeah. the defensive uh, the defensive coordinator, it would start with him. Right. So you never want to disappoint him. He mm-hmm. would let you know if you disappointed right. him and, and were out of position or didn't do the right thing. But to that point, um, after every game, he would come to your locker, shake your hand, give you a little pat on the head, even a hug to let you know, you know, I'm still here for you. I appreciate everything you did. So he had a great way of, hey, we're going to leave whatever on the field. But you knew he was in your corner. That defensive line, we don't talk
6: enough about Sean Jones either. No.
11: Mm-mm.
6: I mean, if you start talking about sacks, I mean, before he got to Green Bay, yeah. was a very accomplished player.
11: Well, it's not many defensive linemen that had 100 sacks, and he's got 100-plus sacks, Um you know, his knowledge of the game was outstanding. I think, as far as somebody that knew, you know, plays players, plays by formation, he probably really helped me more so than anybody as far as understanding the nuances of the game. Right. You know, like what could happen from each backfield set mm-hmm. or, uh, he was always studying and getting prepared to play.
3: The biggest Jamaican i ever seen in my life. The biggest. You hear me? Why got to be Jamaican? Look, Why goes, you well, maybe be he's big Jamaican. Too. Is Jamaican. It Jamaican? <laughs> he Jamaican? He better be. <laughs> Lord Jesus.
6: But that was a good group, though, guys. I uh, appreciate yes. it. I know you guys got stuff going on. You got people coming up to you, so I want to hold you. But man, appreciate, I appreciate it, it appreciate man. It's celebration. A, it's see a you celebration. guys around. Yeah. Yeah. It's a celebration. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah.
3: If I cry on national TV, I don't have crying in my DNA. So don't try me. When? are going to cry today.
6: Uh, you're going to cry, bro. I yeah, already I'm did crying. right here, sitting here today.
3: <laughs> that joker sat right in your chair
6: right there, started crying. And I had to look away. Yeah. I, c- yeah. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Yeah. And it's, you know. Yeah. We all yeah. we don't
3: know how much. Uh, football we love each other right we'll try to take your head off yeah but we love you too
6: right you know yeah even with my tight jeans on. With your t- i love you <laughs> right. I love <laughs> right. <tight jeans. laughs> all right boys appreciate it right, thank <laughs> you yeah. mm-hmm. love y'all wisconsin okay. yeah there we go
4: always love hearing from gilbert brown and santana dodson they joined the guys bart winkler and gary ellerson earlier today on the wendy's big show who are live in canton some great stuff there and it does not stop here on sparky's midday madness no 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 coming up after the break We'll hear from another former Packer and a guy who was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame last year. Charles Woodson also joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson as well earlier today. We'll hear that interview after the break here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. I am Sam Schmitz filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon. Coming up in about... A little over 15 minutes from now, former Brewer Jerry Augustine will join us to talk about the 40th anniversary of the 1982 Brewers, as well as talk about the Josh Hader trade and more. Once again, Jerry Augustine joining Kevin Holden on the afternoon show in about a little over 15 minutes at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, Roy Butler is being enshrined at the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow. And to celebrate, we had our very own Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson out there today. To broadcast the Wendy's Big Show live from Canton, Ohio. The guys were joined by, earlier in the program, you heard from former Packers uh, president and CEO Bob Harlan. You also heard from Santana Dodson and Gilbert Brown. But that wasn't the only you know, former Packer or former Packer affiliate that joined those two out in Canton, Ohio today. The last guest that joined the guys was Charles Woodson, the man who was just enshrined to the Pro Football Hall of Fame last year, former Packer. Great. Also joined Bart Winkler and Gary Ellison earlier today. Here's what Charles Woodson had to say about Leroy Butler being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on
12: 1250 AM. The fan. Great to see Leroy, man. Leroy, uh, it looks like the the Hall of Fame fits him. (laughs) He's right at home. I think I saw you guys
9: embrace before. He said, where's my whiskey? <laughs> where's my. Any of wine? Yeah, I got wine, a Woodson yeah. whiskey yeah, for you. Yeah,
12: wine and whiskey. And I asked him, where's my vodka? So, <laughs> he asked him, where's the vodka? Hey, so it, it goes both ways. Like, same time, man, same time. Switch it up. Did yeah. you
9: try yet the uh, Leapin' Lemonade? No. So Robin Yount has a lemonade. Yeah. And Leroy's got a vodka. They combined it in cans you can buy. Yeah,
12: it. I, I saw it at a uh, wine cellar. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> Deep here, not too long ago. I,
9: dr- I drank one for yeah. the first time. It drinks like you're on a golf course, it's Saturday and she poured it way too strong and that's how they sell Ooh, I, it is, I, I like
12: that it's very yeah i don't i don't need it too fruity and too sweet no it's... i like to taste a little bit of alcohol make sure i know what i'm drinking you definitely yeah. know you're drinking yeah.
6: alcohol <laughs> man what is it like though it's my first time really here at this hotel seeing all the hall of famers i mean i know it's something special to be in the nfl this
12: is this is a whole new different deal with all the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is um this is the this is the next level. Right? Right. So this is like you know, I, I always you know tell the story of me sitting down as a a young, I don't know, teenager maybe or whatever it was, watching the Super Bowl, watching Jerry Rice and the 49ers play the Bengals, right? right? So you're sitting in your living room and you have aspirations of making it to the NFL. Correct. But those guys seemed so. It seemed so far away. The mm-hmm. time difference, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, like you're on the same team mm-hmm. with Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. It's like, dang, it seemed like light years away, right? <laughs> and then now you you sit in a room, and then you know you got Jerry Rice, you got Mike Singletary, Jim Brown came in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take a whole lot of pictures. Right. You know, I take them. But I was like, today, man, like, I got to get a picture with Jim Brown. Yes, you know. So I went, you know, and talked to him, you know, for a quick second, and I said, hey, man, you know, and it's 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 kind of a um, uh, a humbling thing, mm-hmm. right? Because this is like a, a legend of legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, when you yeah. think about it. Right. And so you know, I, I took my selfie, and it's like I just looked at it a minute ago. I'm right. like, it's Jim, it's the great Jim Brown. Not you know, even man, that though. Other.
6: For you though. Corners, DBs, and Williams, Ronnie Lott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just your group, it, it, your position, is unbelievable. Yep. That's representing. They say safeties and corners don't get in very much, right? But there's a, a a nice core of those guys here as well. Yeah,
12: we got we got some guys, man, and, and, and yeah, and Ronnie, now Leroy, and La, now Leroy, and Ronnie Lott was, of course. You know, for a lot of guys, that's that was that was the standard. That he was the standard, and still the standard. Yeah. You know, I, I would remember him I always uh, tell a story of him coming to talk to us in Oakland one year, and just his his presence mm-hmm. and his delivery and how he talked to us. It was mm-hmm. like, man, you was ready to mm-hmm. he was ready to go. You know what I mean? So being there, being in the room with these guys, and you know, just being around them, and uh, you know, I talked to you know Ronnie on numerous occasions, so I kind of know him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's unbelievable. You know, and I know you played for the Raiders
6: and then the Packers, but still I think two different franchises, but almost the same as far as the The fans. Fans, tradition.
12: tradition, Yeah. You know, you you got two franchises that, you know, you can't talk about the NFL without them, you know. Green Bay winning the first couple of Super Bowls, uh, o- Oakland being a team of the decades, Al Davis and, and, and the Raiders, and winning three of them, and, and, and what they are to the NFL—the mm-hmm. silver and black mm-hmm. and, and the Maverick that Al <laughs> yes. Davis was—like right. these are two tra- you know franchises with franchise with rich traditions. And you know, for me, it's like, man, I can say, man, I, I played for for both of them. Yeah. Like.
11: Yeah.
12: Who who gets that? <laughs> you know Charles what I'm Woodson,
11: right. Does. <laughs> right. right, right.
9: Charles Woodson with us, Big Show Radio Network. You're here now. You've been inducted. Yeah, and you get to be here as a
12: yeah. The weight's off my shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be just a world of difference this weekend for you. Yeah, it's way different. It's way different. Um, so you know, last year I was here, and uh, throughout the whole week, you know, you're running around. You have a lot of obligations. Um, and and the in the, the tension and the weight of the moment for me. It stayed with me the whole entire week. Really, from the time they told me I was in the hall, it, that tension was on me the whole time until I got to my speech and got through my speech. Mm-hmm. Like to me, everything was was just building up to that point, and it wasn't until that point after I was done telling my speech where I could just I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, I'm in the I'm in the Hall of Fame." But 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 till then, it was like this moment right here, man. It, everything was like focus attention deliver on the speech <laughs> you know right. what i mean that was the whole thing well it's for me. like
9: you're either the groom or now you're just like one of the groom's men someone else don't worry about it all. <laughs> Yeah,
12: somebody, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, you can celebrate and have a good time I, I, and I'm, I, I might not be the best man so i ain't got to worry about the ring or nothing <laughs> not i'm just man. i'm just there I'm just right here. i'm hanging out
6: so the gold jacket ceremonies tonight what's, yep. what's that like for Leroy tonight what's that gonna be like
12: you know i think the you know, there's there's two moments, of course. There's one where you know he's gonna walk down that, that gauntlet. You know, and we're all gonna be standing. I know when we, in the years past, has been kind of different, but our year, you know, it, you, you walk on the podium and everybody kind of standing, looking up at you.
11: Mm-hmm.
12: You dapping fives like right. that's that's cool. Right. But then you know, um, they go they go in the back and then they start doing the jacket presentation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whoever his presenter is, he's going to walk out, mm-hmm. and they're going to take off, take off the old, and they're going to put on the new. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the one that that's forever. That's forever gold right there.
6: So the gold jacket ceremony tonight may be bigger than the presentation at the stadium. Which
12: one for you was it? To me, it was all about the speech. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like the gauntlet was—it's all—it's all—it's it's all up here. <laughs> right. So don't let me don't let me like okay. you know what I'm right, D- right. diminish one over the other. Right. Right. But to me, it was all about the speech because mm-hmm. you in front of you in front of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You telling you telling your story. You telling whatever you feel like you need. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to convey to the people of, of what got you there, what helped you. Mm-hmm. You know, give your pay your homage to. The people you need to, the fans, you know your teammates, your coaches, your family, and all of that. To me, that was that—that's what got me here. So that was the the biggest moment for me. The gauntlet is like that's awesome, right? You know what I mean? That's like running out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But that speech was, yeah, that
7: was the deal. And then
9: again, you get to relax, have fun, and come back every year and do it again.
12: I mean, you know, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm, Sitting here talking to y'all, you know, shooting. Right. I don't got to worry in the world right now. <laughs> last last year I was like sweating, looking over your shoulder. All right, you got to make sure you say that. Make sure you do that right. Make sure, if, you know what well, I mean? Well, here's what you did, dude. You yeah. did your mama right, though. Got to. Yeah. Got that's to. For sure. Yeah, got to. That's my, that's my mama. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah.
9: Charles Woodson, congrats again. Yeah, thank great you. Great to see you down here. Great to have you here. Yeah. We are broadcasting
4: live for Leroy Butler. Once again, great stuff. That was the Pro Football Hall of Famer who got enshrined last year and Packer legend Charles Woodson joining Gary Ellison and Bart Winkler earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show who were live from Canton, Ohio. And so we heard earlier in the show, we heard from Bob Harlan, James Lofton, and Leroy Butler himself. We heard from Santana Dotson and Gilbert Brown just a couple minutes ago, and we just heard from Charles Woodson. But the Canton, Ohio coverage does not stop here on 1250 AM The Fan as Bart Winkler will be hosting the Road to Canton show here on 12:50 a.m. the fan tomorrow morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. before Leroy Butler gets officially enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So if you guys want to call in, you know share your memories with Leroy, about Leroy Butler and stuff like that. Bart Winkler will gladly take your guys's call, and Bart will once again also be live broadcasting from Canton, Ohio. So great coverage here on the fan. Want to thank Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider Jobs for sponsoring our Road to Canton coverage here on 12:50 a.m. the fan. But in the meantime, after the break, we will talk to the one and only Kevin Holden. And we'll also talk about the Brewers, other stuff like that. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan. Oh, man. It is uh, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan. I am Sam Schmitz. I'm in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer this afternoon. <laughs> Just talking to the one and only Tim Shea during the break, who, my goodness, has been become our team mascot here on 1250 AM. Your mic's on if you want to talk. I don't care. But I'm also joined by my man Kevin Holden on his last day doing the Fan Afternoon Show of CBS 58. Coming up in about a little over about seven minutes from now, former Brewer Jerry Augustine joins us as well uh, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the 1982 team. But what what other guy, you know, what better guy to get on to than to talk about the Josh Hader trade than a former Brewer Lever and himself. That's right, a lefty. Right. Oh, man. whole bunch. So we not only do we have Plesak on the Fan Afternoon Show to... <laughs> go through our trifecta of lefties, but now we'll have Jerry Augusty on. Oh, man. Can you imagine if we got Augie and please Sack on at the same time? Oh. Four, four lefties on at the same time? It's the all-lefty show. But that'll be fun. But in the meantime, I mean, we'll, we'll preview what else we got coming up on the show. We also got Ryan Horvath joining us at 345 as well from BetMGM Tonight. But, I mean, also – Kevin, we're we're a day away from Leroy Butler
2: being officially enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is, it is. I, I don't want to call it an injustice, but it was. It's a great do that is finally going to happen. Maybe that's the way to say it. It really. I, that's a good way to put it. Like we've we have known for many many years in Wisconsin that Leroy Butler belongs among you know in the pantheon of greats. I I've been busting out some weird like Fifty Cent words this week. I, I love it that. though. Uh, the pantheon of greats um, might be the first time that, like like your other word, paradigm,
4: might pare- be the first time, <laughs> time that that word has been uttered during this uh, slot on twelve fifty
2: in The fan. <laughs> well, the, either way, he's, he's joining that group tomorrow, and and it's it's just it's fantastic. And honestly, those who deal with the the more you deal with Leroy Butler, the the more you understand what a Hall of Fame human being he is, yep. and. The, the numbers and all that other stuff from his football career speak for itself in terms of his place among the greats. But w- to see good things happen to good people has a way of sort of, I don't know, it's like restoring faith a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, because I mean, that's the
4: thing that I'm probably most happy about when it comes to Leroy Butler getting uh, enshrined to the Pro Football Hall of Fame is that his, his story and everything that he's gone through growing up, you know, with the being a little handicapped at the time, yeah. bowling and stuff like that, and then coming from where he is, and then obviously how crucial his mom was to him. All that stuff now is going to be immortalized, right. essentially, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because all these guys have different stories and backgrounds. The Hall of Fame is one of the biggest you know, melting pots of guys coming from all different backgrounds and just coming together to play a sport. But some of the stories that these guys have been through, but that's that's probably the thing that I'm most happy about because obviously he was you know, a great player, one of the best defensive backs of all time. But
2: I love Leroy more the person that he is rather than the player. Yeah. So he's he understands, and you mentioned the role of his mom. He when we did our interview, uh, this would have been I guess last week. Uh, his mom was so prominently mentioned in that interview that I'm like, man, I got to make one of the stories essentially about his family stuff. Right? Yeah, you could do a whole, you know, five minute, you know, TV segment on just his mom. So, and and Leroy understands that that behind every good man is a good woman. So when he talks to me, every time he talks to me, he asks me how my wife is doing. Mm-hmm. When I, I wore a suit to our interview, and he looked at, it. he goes, "Oh, your wife, know your girl, clearly <laughs> picked that out for you," yeah. uh, and he's right. Right. Uh, but it, but in your case too like it, he does this he understands that like there's there's special women attached to the special men
4: yeah I mean man oh man his speech is going to be as he says his speech is going to be platinum and I, he's been working on it for you know such a, throughout his career too which is the, yeah. the great thing
2: he his his mom helped him work he was talking about this in in the interview his mom helped him carve out the core of that speech in 2009 2010 yeah like it's been that long. It's been sitting that long. Eunice uh, passed away in 16, I think. Believe so, yeah. And and so yeah, it's it is. Man, tomorrow at noon, there's only one place to be.
4: Absolutely, and before that too, on the on the fan, we'll have the road to Canton show with Bart Winkler, who'll be in Canton, Ohio, to take your guys' phone calls and share the great stories that you have of Leroy Butler. We heard from some of the great interviews today and throughout the afternoon show as well. If you guys miss Charles Woodson, Santana Dodson, Gilbert Brown, Bob Harlan, James Lofton, we'll sprinkle in those interviews also um, during the afternoon show today here on 1250 AM, The Fan. But in the meantime, after the break here, it's the start of the fan afternoon show, and former brewer Jerry Augustine will also join us as well. That's coming up after the break. That'll do it for Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Sam Schmitz. That's Kevin Holden. More coming up here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Jerry Augustine after the
10: break. Okay.